Cloud is powering tomorrow's transformative missions. Federal agencies are partnering with SAIC to help them meet these critical moments, where bold moves require confident blueprints, where you can accelerate transformation through consistency, where you can innovate forward and never look back. SAIC quickly and securely migrates large-scale workloads to the cloud with the confidence you need to assure your mission. Learn more at SAIC.com slash cloud. Podeskew is a founding member of the Odd Pods Media Network. Hey, this is Russ. This is Kyle. This is Michelle. From, From the Infectious, Infectious Groove Podcast. Join us every Monday for the most fun you can have with a music podcast. The Infectious Groove Podcast uses a positive and fun approach as we take time every week to share our jammy jams, then dig into a thought-provoking topic discussing all decades and genres of music. You can find the Infectious Groove Podcast on all major podcast platforms, or you can head to infectiousgroovepodcast.com to find us there and subscribe. We might have a controversial opinion here or there, but we always have fun with it. Oh, I'm sure I'll say something dumb. Subscribe to the Infectious Groove Podcast, part of the Odd Pods Media Network. Wild Cherry Diet Pepsi, and uh, I got my Blackjack gum here, and I got that feeling, mmm, yeah, that familiar feeling that something rank is going down out there. Welcome everybody to episode 150 of the Potaskew Podcast, I am CJ, and with me as always is my hetero life mate Rico, what's up man? Do you ever get the feeling that everything in America is completely fucked up? What's up motherfucker? The the fit has hit the shan. That's all I'm saying. Really? Is, <laughs> is the is the fan in your uh, throat? No, it might be in your pants though. Um, in your pants. <laughs> Did you ever watch Craig Ferguson? Uh what? Oh, his his late night show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Late night uh, show with Craig Ferguson. Once, and when I say once, I mean by I watched a week because Metallica did like a week long residence, so they were there every night for a week, like right before he ended. So I watched uh-huh. like that week. So yeah. Do you remember his robot sidekick, Jeff Peterson? No, he had a horse or something. He had a I... horse secretariat, but his his he had a uh, a fucking skeleton robot. And, yeah, it, no. and it was it was created by one of the guys who worked on uh, MythBusters out here. Okay, probably probably and, Adam. No, I think it was I think it was the Asian guy. I don't remember his fucking Oh, uh, Grant Nemahart, a guy who passed away yeah. last year or two years yeah, ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they apparently uh, it was George Takai like supplied little voices, and so the operator would just press buttons as he was controlling it to have Jeff, the robot, say shit. One of them was, in your pants. <laughs> and then eventually they just got a dude who was like super good at impressions who could also monitor the thing. So he it became a back-and-forth rapport between his fucking like, gay robot sidekick and fucking 
Craig Ferguson was oh man, that was one of the funniest shows ever. Anyways, I, th- I think the only reason, just to tie that off real quick, I think the only reason why I didn't really watch it is because it was on like it was like late late night, and I usually had like a be up for you know nine to five work sure. thing. So it's it was after that, Letterman, right? Right, and Letterman was eleven thirty to twelve thirty or twelve or something like that. And so yeah, it, it varies. I think he was on like around ten out here, but that's beside. And then it was eleven for. He, he was on after the evening news here, which would be 11, 11 o'clock news from 11 to 11.30, and then it would be Letterman, sure. and then and then Ferguson. So by the time Ferguson was on, it was like 12, 12.30 at night, right. you know, and on a weeknight when I have to be up for work at 5.30, uh-uh, <laughs> you know. Well, so. as much as we enjoy talking about Craig Ferguson and Letterman, we're here to talk about another the in more or less like the og podcaster in a roundabout yeah, fucking yeah. way um and we're we're kind of doing this as a present to a uh an og fan of ours actually right. the um, oj <laughs> no don't do that to her that ain't right because then she'll there's the white bronco and all that shit and now you know just no, don't. no 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 I, I called her that i said she was the oj fan and she was full <laughs> she was she was cool with it yeah, but still, then there's white Broncos and all that, and gloves that don't you're, fit. You're and... making it about OJ. If I, I mean, like, <laughs> motherfucker. Anyway, um, so yeah, we, yeah, we're, we're, it's, it's we're, OJ and JoJo's naked gun. <laughs> <laughs> to, to put it bluntly, we're here to talk hard for the next, you know, two hours ish. So, yeah. Um, and we're talking about Pump Up the Volume, uh, a movie that Jay has been begging us to watch, talk about, and commentate, really. At, um, at least two years. At, at least, yeah, if not slightly you, longer. Uh, see, it was, like, available for purchase. Like, someone donated at the video room, and so I got it for, like, a buck fifty. And it was yeah. just a DVD. And then, like, I we talked about it. Like, I even tweeted at Jay. I'm like, look what I got. Just for you, because I've never seen it. Right. You had never seen it. And then it was like, all right, well, one day we'll fucking do this. And then and that COVID was, happened. And that was and like then, 18 months ago. Like That was a while yeah. ago. <laughs> yeah, and then COVID happened, and then yep. mom, and you know, a whole bunch of multitude. And then we were like, oh, my God, it's our 150th episode. Let's do something special, but not too grandiose. Yeah, let's us. not blow ourselves for two hours, you know. So right, l- yeah. l- this is basically us blowing you, Jay, as a thank you for <laughs> sticking with us for 150 episodes. And this yeah. is this is from us to you. Yep, um, and the whole audience. I mean, we want everyone and, to enjoy it, yeah. but yeah. And if you haven't seen the, the this particular fucking film, um, thanks for enduring 150 episodes with us, regardless. Yeah. Um. As always, spoilers, but really, this is not a movie that, like, if you spoil it, is really going to fucking ruin No, your... no, no, it's it's really not. It's one you can still watch and enjoy if you know exactly what's going to happen, I think. Yeah, it, yeah. It's not like last episode where, like, hey, you, like, you don't know if if he makes it. Like, you don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's true. So. Um, okay, uh, so. Uh... Yeah. What did you think? Dude, I actually dug it. I, I, I don't I, I didn't like love it like Jay does, but I definitely right. dug it. I did enjoy it. I've watched it twice. And to your point, by the way, you said you bought it for like a dollar ninety five. I spent twenty dollars on this fucking thing because there was nowhere to stream it. So I bought this shit at twenty bucks just for this. I, I, it was so you know what's gonna happen? 
It's, it's going to come on <laughs> next it's week. It's going to be on HBO. It's going to be on Netflix. It's going to be fucking everywhere because you and I did that shit yep. for like for Rocky, something. Uh, I think. Well, I already had all the Rockies. That's but what I'm saying, but I think the same thing. Like I, I think I bought the Rockies, and then after I yeah. ordered it, it was like, "Hey, look, it's all on HBO now." It just you just Creed wasn't available. Creed and Creed Two were not available. Right, but um, but the but the Rock the the, the OG the traditional Rocky films were yeah. The AOG. So, <laughs> AOG. Um. Uh, the uh, but you're right. Like this, this movie was like impossible to find. I was even like hoping it would be on like. HBO or Netflix as as a backdrop as a as a backup in case my DVD fucked up right know, because and this nope. was a secondhand no and it worked perfectly for me so sure. I, or at least I hope so if it skipped a chapter I don't fucking know you tell me yeah I I, I mean you watched it from a timeline perspective you watched it before I did because I remember you were like texting me like I'm starting this now you didn't spoil anything but but no. you know to your point you probably didn't. Wouldn't have mattered if you did, but you know well, the the main reason was because like Steph is out in SoCal right now, uh, visiting family, and then eventually bringing some gremlin back to us. <laughs> um, don't feed them after midnight, um, <laughs> or get it wet. Uh, yeah, um, and then so like she woke me up like to let me know she was leaving, and at that point I was looking at the clock and I'm like. Well, I might as well just fucking stay up, and you know, like yeah. it's nine. It's nine a.m. This is what normal people do, allegedly. <laughs> yeah, and so that's I, usually I, how that so works. I, I am the rare motherfucker who got up really early and watched a Christian Slater movie. Like, I don't even think Christian Slater does. That. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, no, but I dug it. I dug it. I dug it, and it is. It's not like I don't think it's something I'll. I'll never put on again like it's not one of those films i'll certainly sure you know one day be like oh i think i'm gonna move to watch this and i'll throw it on or whatever but you know um it's entertaining it, enough or you you you'll be like hey you know what fuck it you know let's have a christian slayer now let's do heathers and pump up the volume you know, well you i don't i don't own heathers and quite honestly i didn't actually like the movie version i like the show we did that episode on it a while back and i'd like that that uh, modern day twist they did on the show, but I wasn't a fan of the movie personally. We should do a a deep dive, like a double like deep dive of Christian Slater, like do True Romance and something else. Cuffs. I just call it. I've never even seen Cuffs. So Neither have I. I totally, but that's I would like totally, he, I would totally watch it. So we'll do True Man, True Romance. We'll do uh, Cuffs, and then we'll call it Cleaning the Slater or Wiping the Slater Clean or something. Something, like that. yeah. But you know. Uh, we we both know Jay's wiping something when she's watching him, so you know. Uh, yeah, she's wiping up the fucking amount of like <laughs> uh, smoosh. Yeah. The- <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I I definitely I definitely liked it. I think I think like I said, it, it'll probably be like if I'm in like a '90s nostalgia mood. It would be something I'd put on. Like you were talking about, like if you're in a Christian Slater mood, that that you thought that's when I would put it on. I'd put it on more like if I was in a '90s, because I'm trying to get in these moods, and I and I like these like mid to early to mid '90s like nostalgia films, and even as even some of them that are like set in the future at that time. Like for example, Johnny Mnemonic. It's set mm-hmm. way after the '90s, but it definitely feels like a '90s film because of the way it's shot. You know what I mean? So there's that. There's there's this, there's The Crow, there, you know, there's several films that would all fill it in. I'd also felt felt like this had a very Hughesian 
in our uh, influence like it wasn't I'm, a huge film but it definitely had a Hughesian influence to it i thought i'm i'm so glad you brought that up because i was watching this and i was the the you know lower common denominator on the on the john hughes episode where i was sure. like i don't fucking understand how right you know he's revered for like a voice of a generation i viewed this as a close i'm like this is exactly what Hughes almost conveyed, at least for me. Like, mm. you have the weirdos, you have the jocks, you have the fucking sure. spazzes and all that shit. This one was the one that really kind of, for me, focused on teen angst, but be in a realistic way in the sense that teenagers fucking kill themselves. And yeah, there well, wasn't no. really that much in a Hughes film. Compared to Hughes' films... Yes, this is more realistic in that because there's a very huge, with the exception of like weird science, there's a real huge class divide in the Hughes films. Like there's the rich kids and well, then the the poor that's kids. That's even in, that's in weird science too. The reason why they fucking created the fucking you know woman of the first place is because they were horny nerds. But, but they're not. But, it's, but I'm talking about rich versus poor. That's the only the lot. That's the line of division. Yeah, they, I'm they talking they about. were rich too. They were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what I'm saying. So that's why I think weird science doesn't count compared to the rest. But anyway, the point is, yeah, you, you have the the rich poor divide. Whereas with pump up the volume, it was really just all the same in terms of mm-hmm. class, not not, not uh, clicks. Yes, yes, not not social groups but in terms of in terms of uh financial class with the exception of um Paige the girl who blows up her oh. microwave uh she Which, was probably the only of, like rich one they really yeah yeah you're you're right on that but they they also really like when she blew up that shit it wasn't like I didn't see shrapnel hit her in the face. It, it just... Yeah, I didn't quite get why she had like the broken nose and shit either but like what I mean I the only thing I can think of is that like cuz the character Nora uh, played by Samantha Mathis, I think is her name. Nora De Niro. Yeah, I which I thought was an. I thought you would have found that real interesting. I, I was um, like, is this as close as Christian's going to get to De Niro for a while? Well, and uh, yeah, ironically enough, you say it that way because apparently they were dating while the movie was being shot. So, not only that, but there's a couple of actors that play a couple in the film, and they were cousins. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. Why? Well, I don't why think you do see that? them actually. I don't think you actually see them like kiss at any point so i don't think it really I know, makes a difference but that's some awkward ass like hey, bit, hey we, i got an acting job oh my god i'm in that movie too who do you play i play fucking greg and who do you play i play greg's girlfriend what the fuck <laughs> yeah yeah like, are they are, are their names roosevelt's like you know <laughs> um so, giuliani's samantha mathis though the 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 girl who plays nora de niro the 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 main love interest mm-hmm. in the film do you know where else we've? Do you know where we've seen her recently? I no, I don't know who the fuck she is. Oh, we've seen we have seen her recently. I know we okay. have. She's Daisy from the Super Mario Brothers. Okay, well, I have. I didn't see that recently. Yes, you did when we now, did the episode. Didn't you I watch, didn't it? watch it? No. Oh, I thought you watched it. Okay. No, I didn't have anywhere to fucking find it. And, you know, I thought no, I thought I thought you did, and I thought you watched it. Okay, that's my bad. Then so no, no. But now I totally fucking see it. Like I, I because I was I looked up clips of Super Mario. I'm like, mm-hmm. who the fuck is playing? Di- oh, it's fucking. And then I actually I had her IMDb pulled up earlier today while 
while I was watching it for the second time. She's she's been in several things. She's in Broken Arrow. She's another in a, Christian Slater flick. She's in American Psycho. Okay, okay, all right. All right. Um, okay. there was something else I saw that was big that I knew you'd be like, "Oh, well, shit." I'm just trying to see where it is right now. Give me a second. But yeah, I mean, she she's not. I mean, I think they were trying to set her up to. She's in the American President. She's in that as well. She's the she's the secretary. She's the one that's like. She's the one who's fucking fucking. No, 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 no. You're thinking Dave. You're thinking Dave. This is American President, the one with Michael Douglas and Michael J. Fox. But the president, but her secretary, the the young secretary, who's like, "Do you want me to place the order for you, Mr. President?" That's that's her. God. Yeah, yeah. She's in. She's in now. Now, you wouldn't know this because this is a voice thing, but she's in a movie I know you fucking love, but she's in Fern Gully. I did see that. When I looked her up, I, I was like, holy shit, Fern Gully, what the fuck? Right, now that, to be fair, she's also not... yeah, Christian Slater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, they dated for a while. Maybe that had something to do with it. I don't know. But Maybe, um, I, I want to know what broke them up. If it was like, pump up the volume or Fern Gully. They're just like, we well, can't do this shit anymore. <laughs> or or Broken Arrow. Maybe that's what it was. He had a broken arrow. No, oh, come on, don't be mean to. I like Christian Slater. I know I we like give Christian Slater too, but you know. Oh, but... and the other one. This is the other one. This is the one that really I really wanted to mention. She's in the Punisher, the Thomas Jane Punisher. Okay. She's Frank's wife. Pr- She's Frank's wife. Shut the fuck up. She <laughs> is. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> that's weird. It's right. So, it's like. I've been seeing this fucking actress like That's so what I'm saying, times. dude. That's the thing that kind of blew my brain away too is like, wow, you know, like she's been in and all this stuff that we we talked about either tangentially okay. or directly. You know? Well, as long as we're on the subject of her for one second, I sure. have got to admit the random as fuck scene where her taking her shirt off fucking was such a surprise to me. <laughs> I did not expect it. Also, I did not expect there to be, you know, titties. Like it's an R-rated film. I, Why not? Well, it's an R-rated film for. I just it just was such a bizarre and random. Like, like she just boom. Here are my titties. Like, look at them. Look at them. <laughs> pump, up, pump up these volumes. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but it works. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um. No. I. 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 Um. Actually, I like that scene not just because you see the titties, but because like I get what she was doing there. Like I. I get that she was trying to make him more comfortable. Because I almost feel like that's how you make someone comfortable is by looking at my titties. <laughs> well, for him, yeah, I think so. Because like it's what you. I think you're missing the symbol. <laughs> <laughs> you put those away. I, um, I just showed I, you my titties. Yes, you, you did. Or are you I, uncomfortable? I'm very uncomfortable. Um, but I, I, I think no, no. But for real, like I think her the symbolism there was that he was shirtless, and she thought maybe if she was shirtless, it would put him at ease. Like that's what I feel like she was going for there, and she just happened to have titties. So if he was into dudes, it would have been a dude with a shirt off. Like I think it would, you know. So okay. I, I mean, I see what you're saying. It just, it just, there was no dialogue to, like, hey, if you're shy and you're shirtless, no. which, by the way, is someone who's shy. No, she, she does say something about it. She says something about, um, about him, about him being. It's, I forget exactly what the dialogue is. Now I'm gonna have to look it up later. But it was something where she says something to him because he doesn't say like three words in that whole sequence. But she says something about if you're uncomfortable. 
I can make you comfortable or something like that. I forget what she says, okay. and then and she rips off the shirt. But she does say something. And to me, the symbolism was he was standing there shirtless in front of her, so she was, like, basically evening the playing field a bit, you know? Right. And then I it gets know. weird when she goes looking for his cock ring. But that's, you know... That, see, that's where it's like the, the fucking, like, hey, okay, so you're shirtless, I'm shirtless, are you comfortable now? It's like, oh, by the way, where's your penis? Like, <laughs> Well, it doesn't like, go right from the pulling off of the shirt to the, they, they, they spin around and dance a little bit and slow dance okay, a little bit. 30, and then they, 30 seconds. 30 seconds. It's like two minutes. It's like two minutes. All right. Well, uh, one minute. We'll call it one minute. <laughs> because and, and that is easily the... Quickest foreplay, which is still one minute too fucking long for Jay. <laughs> right, right. Um, I, I, but yeah, I, 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 I almost wonder if um, Mark, not our Mark, but that's the character's name, Mark. Right, is uh, Happy Harry Hardon. Well, that's that's his radio personality, but his the character's real name is Mark. Um, good. Interestingly enough, in the uh in the plot uh, on Wikipedia, because I, every time I watch a movie, I always kind of sure read the plot just to see if I miss something. Yeah, no, I, I do it after, but yeah, you know, they, well, I, I say after I watch the movie, uh, I thought they, you said, they, why you, sorry, my fault. No, no, no. Because I don't want to spoil the movie. Um, they'll, they refer to him as both David and Harry, <laughs> which is really, you mean Mark, like, huh. Mark. Yeah. Mark. And who, David? Who the fuck yeah. Is? I don't know who David is. He's right there with Carl. Who the fuck is David? Um, well, there's, a, there's a character. I guess I don't know. Whatever. Um, I'm looking at the cat. The cares. No, I don't see a David. Oh wait, yeah. The the guidance counselor is David Deaver, but I don't that's know. That's not why I did. It. I don't know okay. why David came out of my fucking you know mouth. <laughs> well, anyway, hello. I, I would I would almost say that he he's almost bipolar or split personality or something that. The main character, because it feels like two different people, really. Like, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I mean, but it it, it really does almost feel like a a Jekyll Hyde kind of thing. Maybe not as evil, but you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I I mean, there are there. I mean, Steph would be perfect to discuss this because she knows all about like INFJs and you know uh, uh, exhibitionism and all that shit. Like, she knows that shit. Yeah, she studies that shit. I know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I would just argue that he is one of those, you know, when he has a microphone in front of him, he is everything that he wants to be in a roundabout way. He's kind of like Clark Kent and Superman, but I wouldn't. Okay. Especially, you know, you even have glasses involved. Like when he's got glasses on, he's a fucking shy nerd. Except for once. Except for once. Yeah. But. But what, when he's recording, when he's doing what we do, he doesn't have his glasses on. Well, when he's live, but yeah, yeah, because we record, he's live, right? Yeah. Fuck it. Well, well, sometimes we do it live. Sometimes we do Fridays. Um, but Fuck no, he we'll do it live. Yeah. Um. No, no, you're not wrong. And 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 to your point, actually, about like what we do, you know, and you referenced this earlier, but I would say, you know, as someone who is now. A, I was gonna say DJ, but I'm more of a quasi DJ than a a traditional mm-hmm. DJ with what I do on radio airwaves. But like, as someone who does that now, like he certainly talks more than a typical DJ should. Now, that's not me criticizing it, you know, but right. just 
pointing out like like he he's not there to do music. He plays music. He plays songs for sure. But sure. he he's definitely more of like a you know what he is. We we were gonna we, we you and I talked very briefly about this off air, but we we avoided a lot of it too, so we could have genuine reaction as we typically do. But like you had said, he's like we we both said he's kind of like a podcaster, and it's not wrong. But you know what else he's like? He's like he's like a n- late night Howard Stern or morning drive show because those morning drive shows are typically more talk than music, and then every so often they they'll break and put on a song or whatever. I go to commercial and when they come back, a song I'll play or whatever. But he's you know. like Robin Williams in Good Morning Vietnam. He plays music, but he fucks around a lot. And I he, think he fucks you know. around more than Robin does. See, I think I think the way they shot something like Good Morning Vietnam. It, it it played to Robin's pieces as you should when you have someone like Robin Williams. But like I don't know that that's how. Like if 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 it was a real life thing and we could have actually gone and listened to the radio broadcast, like if there was tape of it or whatever, I don't think there would have been as much Robin as the movie portrayed. You mm-hmm. know, whereas I think with with Harry, yes, it's it's really just him doing a fuck ton of talking and every so often throwing a song on, and even then. He doesn't. He seems to sing over the song or talk with the song. Like he, he doesn't right. ever really stop when he's on air. Now it's not a criticism of of him or his technique. I found it kind of interesting. But in a traditional radio DJing type of thing, that's totally not how that would operate. Yeah, when, yeah. when when the uh, DJ or the shock jock or whatever fucking plays the music, that's a chance for them to fucking take a break, take a piss, you know, get it, a it, drink of water or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the he's next just like, yeah, he it's just like goes. he's on all the time, you know, and when he's not on, he's doing this shit. Yeah. I, you know what? That's, that's the one thing. Like, I'm, I'm glad that they got away from that bit, that joke. Like I thought it was, uh, it was funny, uh, you know, for the part that it played, but like if it had been an ongoing thing throughout the movie, I think it would have annoyed me. Yeah, just. Well, because it was like every, like in that first segment, if you will, th- if you think about his radio broadcasts throughout the movie as segments, right? Like like mm-hmm. I do with when I'm in between songs. That's the best way I can describe it. So sure. in that first segment, he he did it like twice. You know right. what I mean? And if, so if they'd done that throughout the whole thing, but as you, and I think I even texted you and said like, if this thing continues like this, I'm going to hate this fucking film. And you we, were like- we t- yeah, we yeah. talked in the middle, like you and I called each other just to talk for like a, a little bit. Yeah, nothing about that. We didn't call about the movie, but it happened to come up. No, no, yeah. but I, I, you know, after we went through our, you know, hey, how's it going? What's going on? Oh, you know, it was, how are you enjoying the movie? And you're like, I'm I'm digging it, but if he keeps jerking off, like, I'm not going to like it. Yeah, it's going to get old real fast. And and you were yeah. like, no, because <laughs> you had already seen the whole thing by that point. And you were right. like, you were like, no, nah, man, that well, kind of dies off i was like all right cool. i was like so. ju- I, I, what i almost said and i thought about I'm like, fuck i should have said that but i'll say it now is the only like the pumping the jerking off is just like it is in the title it's at the beginning and it's nowhere else <laughs> and it becomes the volume yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um but it, it no but it, but so he does he does get away from that and i and i think um i think it works so there were some there were some parts of the radio stuff that i i didn't I didn't fully get till second watching, like, you know, like he, or actually not even second watching, but I didn't get till almost the end of the film. So like, for example, I couldn't tell if he was using a, a voice modulator. He called it a harmonizer. I'm not going to split hairs over that, but sure. like, 
I couldn't tell if he was using some kind of voice modulation. Like it, it, it was hard because there were parts when you would when they would when they would cut away to other people listening to him. It sounded different, but it still sounded enough that if you know Christian Slater's voice, it still sounded like Christian Slater. It sounds like Christian Slater now. <laughs> it's really a little bit. <laughs> That's actually like, true. He, yeah. Essentially, what they did was is when it would show him in his studio. You know, talking like this. Here's Christian Slater and blah blah blah. And then it would be like the teams listening to it. It just sounds like it's just Jack Nicholson. It's really yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, He's like, but you know what's you know what's fucked up in America. And like, you know what's fucked up in America. <laughs> like it's yeah. really kind of yeah. what it was. Yeah, it's not. That's not. And we're not. And that's not. None of this is us making fun of it. Like I, I it was just really oh. interesting. Uh, but I didn't fully understand if he was doing that until. And the sequence towards the end where he's like, oh, my modulator broke. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, or my harmonizer broke. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, okay, you know. Well, actually, there's one scene that, like, I was like, oh, and then they did nothing with it. Mm. At the school, some kids are playing uh, him, like, right. one of his tapes. But it's not the modulated version. It's Christian Slater's real voice. And he hears it, and he spins around in a panic. And then nothing happens. It's not like, hey, guys, we got his real voice. Now, that's either a goof in the movie or it just it's a scene that went fucking nowhere because I, like I, I, I think said, it's a goof because I think he, I think I think because I, I remember what scene you're talking about. I don't remember exactly what said, but I remember the scene. And I think it was more I think the the idea of the character spinning around that he did as he does is because of what is said, not that it's his voice breaking through the harmonizer, you know? So I think that might just be... Either way, it was kind of a weird fucking... Yeah, they they didn't... It was a weird scene. They didn't do a great job on that. Like, I feel like on that part of it, like, for the things they did do well, that was one of the things I feel like they didn't do so well with the film was, like, that... If they made that movie now... Which I still think you could. Like we've we've talked about all older movies that you're like you couldn't make that today. Like you couldn't do it. I still think you could make this movie today. Like you could make this movie in 2021 and and do the same exact script. I think you. I mean, maybe change a few things to be a little more modern day. But as a whole, you know, I mean, I disagree. Because it's, it's nothing. It's because nothing of the what content, but it's the subject matter. The fact that I mean, not for nothing, dude. We're podcasters. There oh, no. are a zillion uh, podcasters. So one guy, you know, doing a podcast is not that right. But see, you know what? You know what he would be doing? He'd be doing internet radio. He'd be doing radio airwaves. That's what he'd be doing. It's instead of radio FM radio, he'd be on. It, it would know, be go to this website or whatever. Like I, I look. Know, that, the, I, the, the thing is, is that he was being shocking and he was giving a voice uh, a voice to a generation, whereas. There's a zillion voices for all the generations now. Yeah, it's just he—he he was a. Th- I mean, I agree with the with the subject. Like, uh, I'm sorry, content-wise, you don't have to change much to which is which is more mo- what I was modernize. talking about. That's more what I was talking about anyway. Right, was but I'm the saying content. If, they, if if they made a remake of that film, no one would give a fuck because it'd be like, what was the point of that? It's a dude in his iPhone. You know, like sure. fucking making, you know, it's like, hey, you no, guys want to hear me jerk I'll, off on the air? And then like, well, fuck, you could just go on YouTube and find that for fucking I'll, Well, nothing. yeah. I mean, I'm uh, I'm not suggesting they should make a remake, but I'm saying that no, if they... No, absolutely if, not. Leave it alone. Yeah, for sure. But if they did, 
it could it could be done and they could do better things with the technology even if they stuck with the FM radio thing i just think it would they could do better things with technology now that they did you know 21 years ago so i'll tell you i'll tell you how you modernize this and make it edgy and with a spin instead of him just being a disgruntled teen who like you know wants to be a voice of a generation you have to be a horror film you have to be like a serial killer or something. Mm. And he, that's why he has to like move around and, you know, like they can't find him and shit, which that's the other problem is if they so much want to find out who's fucking doing it, they would be able to find him a little easier. Now? Yes. Now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. They, and my proof is they found him in the last fucking movie, you know? Right. Right. So. But like you, you just be like, you know. Let me tell you what it's like to be a serial killer. Like, how you get like Dexter and pump up the volume, and you fucking like make a movie of that where he like admits to killing people on the, you know, and describes how he does it, and then he has to like move to like a different location and triangulate his bullshit and blah blah blah. That w- that would be an interesting fucking twist on pump up the volume. Well, I had to look up the director on this because I for a split second had to see if it was Zack Snyder. You know. <laughs> I know exactly where you're going with this. When you have you know, Leonard Leonard Cohen songs throughout the fucking film, like you need yeah, to. Yeah, dude. You know how we know it. You know, it fucking turns out everybody knows. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I didn't know Leonard Cohen's voice could go that low. Like I knew he, you know, you know, you know, he does. He sings at this low register, but like he's like. Everybody knows. Like Jesus, dude. Would you like? Would you? Would you? Would you like a fucking cough drop? Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, also, yeah, what a weird artist for him to have as his like theme. Like everybody knows is a great song, and Leonard Cohen's a great fucking singer and a great writer. But it just doesn't seem like that would be his theme. Well, you there was saying? a co- the, the Concrete Blonde did a cover of it and uh, in the 90s and i'm kind of thinking that that's the, the ca- snyderverse no but in the 90s no. no no because snyder has everybody knows but it's not leonard cohen he, he uses leonard cohen for he might Halloween. he might be using their version too the, the concrete blondes but the point is that the what the time the film came out was right around the same time that the 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 re the remake was done by by concrete blonde so it's conceivable because I'd have to look, but I think Concrete Blonde's from New York, which is where the characters from. No, they're from Hollywood. Okay, never mind. Um, well, but either way, don't, well, they actually don't specify where uh, Slater's character is from. They just yeah, said, said back New York. East. They said New York no, one said, time. One time he says New York. One time. Oh, I just heard him say back east. Not to not to mention Christian Slater was born in New York. That is a given. But it took me a minute to I. I was sort of surprised this was set in Arizona, but like that's beside the point. Let me. Let's well, we'll talk about that in a minute too, because there's some interesting things I can speak to about that having lived out there for a year. But sure. Um, no, but I'm just saying, like he. So it's possible that if the concrete blonde, if if the character of, mm-hmm. of Mark or or you know Happy Harry had heard the song, he could have maybe said, oh, I dig that, but let me go find the OG. You know what I mean? And, and that would have turned him on to the... Because I can't tell you how many times I've heard covers of songs that have turned me on to the original versions. Sure. You know? So just just a thought on why it, that would be his song, you know? It, it was definitely an interesting choice. And, it, and I once I heard it, I'm like, oh, fuck, dude. Like, I'm in. I'm already in. Because, like, this was a movie that I... 
when you and I have deep dove into like shit and mm-hmm. you've had to like quote unquote do homework, which is what we both call it. Um, there are some that feels like, Oh God, this is homework. Like this is yeah. awful fucking Halloween. Not often because we tend to pick our, fuck you. <laughs> you such a dick. That wasn't, you know what? Like, <laughs> you are the fucking nobody knows in the fucking song. You just, <laughs> Anyways, you cocksmith. Um, <laughs> cocksmith. Yeah, okay. you know you got your blacksmith. You know someone who works with metal, and you're a cocksmith. You work with cock. All right. All right. So my point was is like this one didn't feel like work. Like no, a, no. The the only weird fucking thing was the opening credits. Like the font style was really kind of jarring. It, it was like very um, bloody well, magic marker. It was well. It reminded me of um. Is it singles? I think singles had similar font. I don't know what singles is. It's another movie of the time. It's like ninety four, I think. So, but here's here's what I noticed that in the background he had a poster with that lettering style. Oh, did he? Okay, but that's it was just weird because the title for Pump Up the Volume is in a very different style. Oh yeah, for than, sure. Like, Christian Slater, like Christian Slater, looks like Freddy Krueger etched it. Yeah, someone's skid, and then Pump Up the Volume is kind of like big blocky fucking. Like, yeah, it was a little fuck? weird like that. I mean, I have to agree. Well, I mean, you know, not to get into a tangent because we're gonna, especially because we're gonna talk about this this film franchise some point in the future. But like, that's the thing I never understood about Men in Black, the the first one. Forget the sequels, but the first one. Mm. All the advertising for that were big block, black yeah. letters. And then you get to the movie and you watch the movie and it's written out very similar to this pump up the volume style on the screen. It, and I never understood that. It looked like someone wrote the title sequence with like a broken piece of white chalk. On on black, on black Men in Black? Or on yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, and that's why I just don't get it. But anyway, that's I not. I don't. I'm with you. I don't know. I, that's that's all Sonnenfeld, you know. Yeah, that well, that well, then he's not on this one. I don't think so. I don't. I can't explain it here. But, but yeah, it's. <laughs> I mean, I was thinking to myself when I discovered who the who the director of this was. I was <clears> like, <throat> huh, a moil who didn't cut anything in this film. Oh, that's fucking terrible. I knew you but were going I, there. I knew it. How could how could I not, dude? I mean, that, uh, and also like it's it's edited very well. Like, yeah, I, I yeah. really enjoyed this film, but like that opening sequence goes with my horror movie remake because it, it feels kind of the opening sequence kind of feels like a horror film. It's like etched out fucking bloody writing. Yeah, and you got everybody knows like what is fucking what is ha- uh, happy uh, Harry Hardon fucking thinking man like this is some fucked up shit you know what's really interesting i'm looking at his imdb the director uh alan moyle and it's funny because i the rest of this stuff i've never heard of and with all respect don't really care but the one the one that that's interesting to me is he also did empire records i've never seen empire records but it's empire records is very early 2000s of the same kind of like teen angst vibe. It's it's different okay. that it's doesn't focus on like this one character like we have with with um Harry Hardon on on this one, but like we in right. in that one you have multiple characters involved, but still it's teen angst, it's music, 
It's, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's a the very similar thing going there. I'm almost wondering if he wrote that one, too, because he wrote this. He wrote and directed this. It, I, I, there's no doubt in my mind, though, that he got some inspiration from, like, Catcher in the Rye. Like, this oh, is no, it actually Holden it, Caulfield. Yeah, directly. I know, see, I've never read it, but it does say here that the character, uh, Harry mm-hmm. Hardon, is a mixture of Lenny Bruce and Holden Caulfield. So, oh, I totally see it. Yeah. I absolutely see it. So, you, do you know the story of Catcher in the Rye? No, honestly, no. I don't. Okay. I'll give you uh, a, a quick run-up. So The, the Cliff Holden Notes version? Ca- yeah. yeah. Holden Caulfield. First off, this book, written by uh, Salinger. Yep. Fucking, like, sparked a goddamn debate that still has never been, like, re- uh, resolved, where... Everyone wants to pick apart this fucking book and blame it and say, oh, it's the Republicans. Oh, it's the liberals. Oh, it's fucking black people. Oh, it's white people. Right. Because throughout the book, Holden, who is, I want to say 15, he can't, he's not even, he's not older than that, is like a whiny, (laughs) like, I don't, like, I love the book. I've read it once and that's all you fucking need as far as I'm concerned. He is a whiny little like not a socialite, but he's definitely upper class and he just doesn't like anything. And he goes on this, he like leaves boarding school to go on this fucked up adventure, Mm. but it's not even like a crazy, like it like adventure. Like he goes to like Ireland or some shit. He just, he like goes back to like New York city and like gets involved with a hooker and then like gets robbed by her pimp and he talks about how he smokes all the time about how he smokes like a carton of cigarettes like a week or something and and he's just a whiny little fucking egotistical bitch of a kid but not for nothing most kids are most you know like most kids don't like they just want to complain about everything but doesn't necessarily mean they're wrong you know what i'm saying like and uh, according and, to this, he's 16. Okay. In, in, um, in that book, because apparently he pe- appears in multiple pieces of literature, but in, in Catcher specifically, he's 16. And he uh, he was, the, and throughout the book, he keeps referring to people as phonies. And he keeps calling, like, and I don't really know if they, it's, uh, again, it's been a very long time since I've read the book, but he refers to, like, everybody who doesn't agree with him or someone who's shallow or, or whatever as the phonies. Mm. So that's where a lot of the inter- interpretation comes from is people are like, who are the phonies? It's the Republicans. It's the Democrats, blah, 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 blah. And Salinger got so fucking tired of like everyone bombarding him with who are the phonies and what's this book? And it's about fucking communist Russia. No, it's about the fucking Americans and blah, 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 that he like, Never wanted to write another book, but like I think periodically he did, but he never granted the rights for a film adaptation of The Catch of the Rye, which is why there are so many carbon copies, sure. not to mention pump up the volume, because they're like, we don't have the rights for this fucking movie, for this book, so we got to make our own version of Colton Caulfield, and I mean, it's like fucking the dude who shot Lennon. Yep. Was obsessed with this book. I believe, if I if I remember my history correctly, he was actually carrying a copy with him when he went to shot when he went and shot Lennon. After he shot Lennon, he sat down and, and began. It was still reading it. They he was reading it with the 
police apprehended him. And he yeah. and they said, Do you know what you just did? He's like, Yeah, I shot John Lennon. Yeah. That's why there's a biopic about that motherfucker who shot John Lennon. And it's called like chapter twenty seven. Because mm-hmm. there's only twenty six chapters, I think, of Catcher in the Rye. Yeah, I don't know. I that I don't played know. Played by played by Jared Leto, by the way. And the guy who shot John Lennon was a big fat fuck. And Jared Leto like is got, not no, no. He became a fat fuck. He wasn't a fat suit. He got, he like drank like pints of ice cream. Like he would add soy sauce and all this whole bullshit and stick in the microwave and then drink ice cream to get huge. Jared Leto got so fat for this role for How this fat movie did he get? that he got so fat he actually got gout, motherfucker. Let's well, He got gout. Jared Leto is a skinny, good looking vegan. Who has gout? <laughs> like for a movie that made twenty seven thousand dollars at the box office. Oh, that's that... gotta hurt. You know, you know how much it hurts. His gout doesn't hurt anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're well, back to Christian. Oh man. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh. Yeah. Hi. Uh. If, if this movie was made, if like Pump Up the Volume was trying to be a homage to Catcher in the Rye and with all the jerking off fucking things that like Christian Slater does in the film and all the innuendos, it would be called Catch Her in the Eye. <laughs> oh, come on. That's fucking terrible. Yeah, coming on. That's exactly. Uh, yeah. uh, thank you. For, thank you for fueling my thank you for pumping up my volume. <laughs> uh, um anyway. So moving forward, we're we're gonna talk about. Uh, I actually want to talk about the fact that this is actually quasi based on a true story, though. Oh, really? Not the part with the station and the the pirate radio, but the school. What's happening at the school? Was happening with with the principal, like getting rid of the undesirables. Oh, oh, that part. Yeah, that part was actually happening at a school that. The director and writer's sister taught at in Montreal. Canadians did this shit. Yeah, they did. Not not a hundred percent. So let me read this to you here. The um, the school in the film was based on a Montreal high school where the director's sister used to teach. That according to the director, had a principal who quote who had a pact with the staff to enhance the credibility of the school scholastically at the expense of the students who were immigrants or culturally disabled in some other way. Wow. Yeah. I thought Canadians were fucking tolerant. Jesus Christ. Right. So. I don't know why I said that all Southern and George <laughs> Peach. <but laughs> yeah, like... I wasn't going to go there, but yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so apparently apparently that shit was actually happening at a high school in Montreal in, I'm guessing, the late 80s, based on sure. the fact this came out in 90. Well, so. you said the director's sister. Let's. Pre- I mean, I don't even know. How old was fucking uh, the rabbi, the Moyle? Uh, how old was he when he directed this? Hold on, I'll let you know in a second. Because, because presumably it it could have been like I mean we don't know how old his sister was, but it could be like late seventies, early. He 80s. he would have been forty three when it came out. I, I'm guessing forty six when he. T- but if she was teaching, she wasn't a student. His sister was teaching at this school. Oh, okay. So well, she it it could have been really at any point, you know, from you know in twenty year span. Is she- Okay. All right. What? Well, no, what, either were... way. No, I was trying to think. I'm like, is she American? Is she in on it? Is that why they corrupted the Canadians? Is that what happened? Like, no. I'm... Well, he's Canadian. He's from 
Quebec. So, oh. so um, so so his last name was probably pronounced Bollier or some shit. Some shit, yeah. Not Moyle, like we fucking fucked it up. No, no, I, like you fucked it up. I didn't say it. You said Moyle. Don't the, give me that shit. It's probably uh, Bollier. Um, Maddie, Maddie. Maddie's not from Quebec. No, but he would at least know. Maybe. Yeah, he would know better than Maddie. we would. Okay, he would know better than we would. Is that is that better? Hey, uh, Granger Danger, fucking help us out here. <laughs> Cloud is powering tomorrow's transformative missions. Federal agencies are partnering with SAIC to help them meet these critical moments where bold moves require confident blueprints, where you can accelerate transformation through consistency, where you can innovate forward and never look back. SAIC quickly and securely migrates large-scale workloads to the cloud with the confidence you need to assure your mission. Learn more at saic.com slash cloud. Anyway, uh, yeah, but no, so apparently that part was based on a real thing that was happening up in Montreal, you know, around that time, or at least at some point near then, you know. And do you know, like, an aftermath? Like, do you know what the principle No, it does. Say? it doesn't say, it doesn't say. Um, That's so I, fucking nuts, though. Right? Well, and you know what? Let's, let, you know, since since we say this is not the kind of, and there's still plenty to talk about, so don't, this is not me indicating that we need to wrap up already, but, like, let's go to the end of the film real quick, because, like, you and Steph, and you, you, you sometimes even by yourself, I don't want to pick on Steph, but, like, there have been times, especially in the last film we, we discussed, where you talk about how you don't like the ending for one reason or another, like, you, like, with, with the right. one that I'm referring to, The Martian, you didn't, like, they didn't really explore the the trip back. That was like your your thing with the Martian, you know. Yeah. Um, my I, I kind of had an issue with the end of this one. I honestly did. Like I did too. I I didn't like that he just gets carted <laughs> off and it's over. Like I don't. Yeah. I I at least wonder even if they didn't show anything but put like a paragraph up on the screen, like you know sometimes they'll do where they like you know Mark was given probation and never allowed to touch a radio again or whatever. Right. You know right, like right right. Something to just kind of explain, and and more so, what happens to Nora? Because up right. until the driving scene, she didn't really do anything illegal. So, like, no. You know, but like, did she even do anything illegal? Just well, yeah, driving she around. She, but yeah, because she was helping him run from the cops and technically helping him broadcast illegally so by she, driving she him was around. A getaway so. driver. So yeah, yeah so she's an, she's an accomplice, an accessory, whatever word you want to use. Yeah, so she certainly would be looking at like less. Um, less trouble than than he was for sure. But like, you know, how much does the the father get involved because he's this goddamn school commissioner can be like, Oh no, my son was like pointing out the, the illegal shit that was happening at this school. You know, he's the Robin hood. He's the, he's the radio hood, you know, he's, you know, you know, better than when he plays, um, Scarlet or no, what's it? What's, uh, what John Scarlet? Will Scarlet. Thank you. That's yeah. And later on. So, the the cast member who attempts a British accent, yeah, the the only one. No, the other guy, John, John Little, does too. Uh, he he's got a British. Oh, it's little, more little little John, little John. Well, yeah, but his name's actually John Little, and then he gets called Little John because of because yeah. Yeah, I got no, it. no, no, um, no, no, no. It was it, well, at least in that version, in Prince of Thieves, which we probably should deep dive at some point. But like in that version of that film. After Robin like trips him up and knocks him down, he goes, "Or should I call you Little John?" Like to, to kind of like tease him. 
mm-hmm. and it stuck. And they just started calling him Little John from that point on. That's at least in that version. I I can't speak for all incarnations of Robin Hood, but in that one, that's where it comes from. <laughs> it's rare I have you speechless. Um, I just don't know what to say to that. But, uh, okay, I I know that movie pretty well. I do. It's 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 a movie I know I well. I've, I've only seen it once. Oh, I've seen it have at least a dozen times, if not more. So, um, but anyway. I, uh, going, going back to this film. So, yeah, but I'd like, I would like to have known what happens to him. Like what, what ultimately is the, the result. I, I, I know there's the one result where other people start kind of picking up the mantle and starting their own pirate radio stations, you know, including, I interpret it as also including his female teacher. Oh, is that one of them? You think? I don't know. I think, I think so. It sounds exactly like the same. It- and it even said in Wikipedia, like, Including a teacher of his, and I'm like, it probably is that sympathetic woman. Oh, it, it, yeah, I didn't see that, but if that's the case, then I would I would agree it was probably her. Yeah, I I can't disagree with that. You know I I agree in the sense that it would have been nice to know the aftermath of this start of a revolution. Apart from, hey, he inspired others to fucking steal the air. Yeah, and um, I didn't need, like, a long thing. It could have been a blurb. No. It could have been a still shot with, like, a paragraph next to it. It could have been, you know, even if it was one scene. Like, it didn't need to be an extended, like, you know. Uh, right. Yeah. But I also would have liked to have, there. I would have liked a little bit more reaction of his fellow students discovering who Harry is. And be like, oh, my God, it's the quiet kid it's fucking fucking fuck with the glasses and yeah you know, yeah they they did nothing they were just like hey man you keep on strong but they were like holy fuck it's that guy we've been fucking hearing this dude jerk off for fucking six months like nothing well and that's and that's my problem at the beginning too so like i have problems at the beginning and i have problems with the end but the middle i'm fine with <laughs> so what's your problem with the beginning the beginning is it's it's really implied he's been doing this for months before the movie kicks in that that it's not his first broadcast when we when no. we come to to the character like he he's been doing this for some time at this point he maybe not long maybe maybe a month if that you know but he but cuz he's his following exponentially grows pretty quickly through the course of the film which i would say takes place over the course of what 10 days at most at the most, at the yeah. absolute most, ten days. It's I probably more like a week. a week. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I'd say it's probably more likely a week, but I, I'm willing to give ten days. I, I also have to acknowledge that he has the stupidest parents on the planet. Oh, I was about to beat me too, especially for one who's the commissioner of a school, the commissioner of a school district. Like, really, yeah. dude? Like, like <laughs> you go like you. First off, you're telling me he has the only two parents on the planet who never go in his room. Well. I don't even think Ever? that's his, I don't even think that's his room. I think it's just where he like his like hangout area. So I think it's not even his room. But sure, it's his room. No, but no, like, no. Because I had a place. I, I he's obviously an only child. I I was an only child. I had a room in that house that was mine, where like my friends and I would hang out. And I would watch TV and play video games or whatever. And then I had my bedroom. So, yeah, but like even even if I had that, like first off, Ron. Would absolutely barge in anytime he wanted. Ron would do that now, and you're thirty. Ron, Ron tried to do that the other night. Like the tenant was downstairs, when we we're hanging out, and Dad bangs on the door and tries opening the door, but I had it locked. And I'm like, "How dare you just try and fucking barge in here?" Yeah. Like, what if, like, I don't know, what if Danny and I are fucking? <laughs> I don't know. But 
Not that, no, so dad, but dad's a whole other breed. Nancy would not like interrupt or anything, but Nancy would like, you know, it, it's like a hangout for my my friends and I. She would be like, "Hey guys, you want some pizza? I made pizza." Like she yeah. would do that thing. She did that when we Never. recorded. Right, all the time. <laughs> Never once did like he's in the middle of recording and he, like his mom is like, you know, like, do you want some? Uh, do you want some cheeses or some shit? You know, yeah. nothing. Also, yeah. they don't fucking hear him screaming at the top of his lungs of how like how much he's coming. Like, these are the dumbest or dumbest. Well, yeah. I I mean, first off, I still agree with what you're saying, but. I can I can at least explain that last part. I think the 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 hearing him screaming and being loud, right? Because mm-hmm. it it appeared first off, I think they live in like a split a split level type home because I I lived in I lived in Phoenix and most of the houses out there don't have basements. Like that's just not a thing. But it did look like you went down into a basement type thing and then through into a garage area. So he was pretty far from them and then also if you look around the room and you know anything about audio and stuff like that he had not traditional soundproofing squares like the things that you see at like a studio right. but he had if you know like I knew a guy who was running a, a recording studio out of his basement for a while until he started becoming popular and he started making enough money to actually rented space but when he was doing it out of his basement he didn't have the the squares but he had Blankets, like U-Haul apparently had some kind of like sale and, and were selling the, the blankets for like dirt cheap. And he bought like all of them and then just hung them up all around and it dampened the sound almost instantly. So it's right. not traditional sound. And if you look around when, when it can, and you have to look for it because if you, cause you're supposed to be focusing on Christian Slater. So if you're not looking for it, you won't see it. But he's got that kind of stuff up all around that whole area. So it, it, it can make sense that he would, they would not hear him. That that I thought I found believable enough until they were outside his door and could hear him. That's you know. So yeah, I, I hear you. Not like they did <laughs> hear him. I know. I get but, it. I, yeah. But yeah. but I also still call bullshit. Like they at one point knock on his door and he has to hide all his equipment, and they kind of see. Like first off. They wouldn't smell the cigarette smoke and not have a problem. Like, not for nothing. They're just, like, totally okay with, like... Yeah, but you were smoking since you were 13. Did Nancy and Ron care? No, they absolutely cared. Okay, I'm asking. Like, when I had to do a lot of that shit in secret, and they would still smell, like, what is that I'm smelling? Right, right. Like, Mom knew because Mom gave me cigarettes. Right. And then Dad eventually just stole my cigarettes. So everyone was kind of aware of the situation, but they were still not happy about it. But like, no, I mean, the only the only hint that these parents are kind of like paying attention to his bullshit is in the beginning. He grabs himself a beer and the dad's like, is that a beer? And no, like, he didn't. Yeah. He grabbed himself a Pepsi. He thought it was a beer. No, it was a beer. And the dad says, is that a beer? And Slater's like, yeah. I thought it was. I, see, I, I remember that scene, but I thought he was being ironic because when he puts it down in his office, it's a Pepsi can. 
Oh, well, maybe, maybe I don't know. I Maybe I missed I, that. I, part, I, thought yeah, he, I, I thought he was acknowledging that he was having a beer. No, he said, yeah, and I, I took it as that more sorry. Like, yeah, right, yeah, I went and grabbed a beer right in front of you. Like, yeah. Yeah, but you I know? took it as like, yeah, what are you going to do about it, Dad? Like, <laughs> well, like I mean, I, kind of no, because he didn't strike me. Like, when he was with his parents, even though he, like, flips out that one time, he didn't strike me as, like, that full-on rebellious against them. Do you know what I mean? In I, front of them. You know what I mean? In front of them. But right. I don't know. I don't know, man. They're, I I just feel like there's like they literally are listening to him talk on the radio and then go to his because they're like, hmm, we're suspicious all of a sudden. Let's go bang on his fucking door. <laughs> he talks to them and then they're like, OK, well, it's clearly not him. And they go back down and listen to him on the fucking radio again. Like next time, just fucking go and like have one listen to the radio and be like, all right, when you knock on the door. I'm going to see if he stops talking and we're going to fucking time that shit. But like, no, there's just like, and it wasn't no the conversation. It no wasn't the-, the school was in fucking disarray because these are the motherfuckers in charge of it. And, like, and it wasn't the conversation that, that convinced them anyway. It was Nora jumping up from behind the couch. Like they were, they, the, yeah, they weren't yeah, buying I, it at all until I was like, oh wait, he might get some head. Let's let's yeah, leave him alone to get laid. Like, I don't care if he is a DJ. He's about to get a BJ. Like who gives a fuck? <laughs> exactly. It was like, crazy. Like, all yeah. right, I don't care if he's breaking the law. Is getting some ass. Right. That's what. That's kind of what it was. It was really fucking weird, dude. And he was just like, okay, we'll leave you alone. Like my mom did not do that shit. <laughs> Nancy was like, like I had girlfriends and sh- and. It, you know, it was very common knowledge. We were fucking, but mom was like, you keep that door open. Like it took me to be like 25 for me to have like my door closed and have like a girlfriend stay the night or a weekend or something. Like when I was 22 or something, like I had a girlfriend over. Mom was like, you, you leave that door open. I don't want, you know, no fucking in my house. And I'm like, what, what a weird thing to yell at me. It's like, and mom's logic was like, if I'm not getting laid, no one is like, what the fuck? Yeah, like I yeah. would have to tell Maxwell, like, can you fuck my mom so I can get laid? Weird as the sentence that is. <laughs> yeah, that, that, is. that is that's a sentence nobody should ever ever utter anywhere. Like, 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 and he looked at me and said, "What?" <laughs> yeah, that, that's what. I, if I was Maxwell, I think I would have done the same thing. Like, what now? I was like, I need you to fucking like pull me, like do me a favor, man. Like, <laughs> do me a solid, homie. Come on now. Come on, man. I thought we were homies. Please fuck my mom so I can get laid. What the? Fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I miss my mom. <laughs> I'm so, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was fucking funny. That's one hundred percent true, though. <laughs> oh, I believe that. Believe me, the well, things believe I believe it took th- me yeah. till like twenty five for it to fucking like have a closed door. So clearly, nothing was happening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, how the hell do we go back to <laughs> that? Let's go back. Let's go back to Christian uh, Slater's um, Cochrane? dialogue. His dialogue, okay. dude. He has some of the best fucking, like, angsty teen lines. Well, before you get into the lines, let me, let me talk about something real quick. So, like, we talked about how I was kind of, like, not feeling the whole, like, fake masturbation thing. Which, by mm-hmm. the way, I will give the, I will give the director uh, credit that the very first one that you see... Actually, the way the way he does the camera work, and maybe that's more on the director on the DP than than the director. But like, 
the way they bring no 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 but the way they bring the camera around and it actually looks like he might be doing it and when they finally pan around to the front of him you see these like clapping his hands together you know right i thought i thought that was pretty that was pretty genius i gotta be honest i I was i'm just giggling because dp means something else in porn like terminology yes we're not talking about porn we're talking about pump up the volume which might also be the name of talking at least mono porn of him possibly jerking off like you're talking about the camera angles of like he could be jerking off but he's not yeah yeah could be all right it's called right. pump up the volume. Like, it's as <laughs> porno as you can get, buddy. Yeah, it's true. True. Here's a great line I fucking love. All the great themes have been used up and turned into theme mm. parks. That's so fucking good. No, the the, the the monologues that he has throughout, and I'll let you say the ones you want to say, but the, 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 the monologues throughout the film are really good. Like, I got to be honest, like... So, so you want to you want to get real meta for a minute before you get into these the rest of these lines? Like it it really kind of got me rethinking both my radio show and this. Not in that I was rethinking like doing it, like I was going to quit, but it was like, oh fuck! Like we have some real power here that if we don't if we don't use it right, we could do some real damage or something. Like because I was thinking specifically about um the kid that ends up you know he writes to him he says should I kill myself and right. And he, he calls him back and he's talking to him. Now, I, I to this, I, after having watched this twice, and I think I'll hold to this, don't feel like he did anything to actually encourage him to do it, but he just didn't do enough to stop it either, you know? Right. So, um, that brings me to another, another film. Have you ever seen or heard of the movie The Fisher King? I've heard of it. I think I've seen parts of it. Okay. So it's, uh, it's Jeff Daniels. And Robin Williams. Okay. I have to mildly spoil some fucking portion of it. Jeff Daniels is a shock jock, not unlike Howard Stern. Sure. But he's doing it. Le- he's doing it legally. Well, right. He's, he's on. He's yeah, yeah. He's hired by the station. Whatever. Yeah. He goes on a fucking. He gets a call from like someone who says, "I'm thinking about, you know, killing people and killing myself," and he. Thinks he's just talking to just an innocent nut. And he eggs him on. Hmm. And he says, go on, you know, fucking, you know, prove yourself. Stop being a pussy. Like, does that shit. And the guy does, like, go to a restaurant and he shoots uh, a woman with a shotgun and I think turns it on himself. It's, I, I don't remember that context, but he definitely sure, kills a sure. woman. We find this out sort of, sort of halfway through the film. And at the, throughout the film, he has been interacting with Robin Williams, who is uh, a homeless man who has gone crazy, but still Robin, like very delightful and manic and but happy sure, and sure. sad and but PTSD like Robin Williams, like Robin Williams. And Robin is doing this whole thing where he is trying to he has got such a developed hardcore schizophrenia. That he has like thinking that he has to like he's a knight, like he's a like a shining knight who has to vanquish a dragon, but it's all just PTSD of him. Yeah, it's not all in his head and turn. stuff. Yeah, right. And he, we find out that Robin Williams is the husband of the woman who got shot, mm. which caused him to fucking go downward spiral. And Jeff Daniels, I'm sorry, uh, Jeff Bridges, excuse me, doesn't. He finds that out, and now he's just trying to help this guy mostly out of guilt. So 
Christian Slater did not do that. He did not do like you no. Know, fucking blow these people that you know yeah fucking kill yourself pussy like he doesn't do that but i agree he doesn't i don't think he i think if he was still on the phone he would have he would have tried i think he was he was on he you know he was monologuing too much but he was on the verge of being like just don't do it man yeah i i I agree because the last i forget what the word i think exactly exactly how he phrased it but the last question he asked him after the kid hung up on him was trending in that direction you know, and any, so I agree with you. I'll tell you another quick story, and I, I'd have to research it if everyone's interested. So I'll, I'd have to come back to you on this. But um, that actually happened to Howard years Howard and Stern? years, yeah, years and years and years ago. He was when he was on, he was in New York, I think, but it wasn't a gun. I think the guy was going to jump off like the one of the bridges. I want to say the Brooklyn Bridge, but don't quote me on that. And it does, it doesn't matter. What it doesn't really you. matter. Yeah, and. And Howard, like, kept him on the air for almost, like, an hour or something. Like, kept him talking until, Mm -hmm. like, the cops could get to him. But, like, it may not have been in an hour. It probably felt like an hour. But he he kept him on air and was, like, really, like... And he wasn't doing what you're saying that um, Jeff Bridges' character does in in this movie. Like, he was legit, like, dude, don't... You you know, you've got reason... He goes on the. Mo- I, I, I. He tried to be a little funny. I remember one point. I think he was like, "I'm on the most depressed motherfuckers on the planet, and you still got more than I do." You know what I mean? Like, right. you know. But he, he basically was. He, he, he basically saved that dude's life. He really, truly did. Because the guy planned on calling Howard and like jumping on on air, and Howard somehow right. at least kept him upright until the co- until you know professionals could get to him. So, you know, Howard Stern takes a lot of shit, and in some cases, he deserves some of it, but. Dude's not as bad as people think, you know. Anyway, that's mm-hmm. beside the point. Go ahead. You were gonna get more into. Well, I'm trying to find like a portion of it, but I'm trying. But I think I only I can find the um the after facts, the a- the little monologues where he talks about it. Um, you mean like the next day after they find out the the kid died? Right. Okay. This is uh. You hear about some kid who did something stupid, something desperate. What possessed him? How could he do such a terrible thing? Well, it's really quite simple, actually. Consider the life of a teenager. You have parents, teachers telling you what to do. You have movies, magazines, and TV telling you what to do. But you know what you have to do. Your job, your purpose is to get accepted. Get a cute girlfriend. Think of something great to do with the rest of your life. What if you're confused and can't imagine a career? What if you're funny looking and can't get a girlfriend? You see, no one wants to hear it, but the terrible secret is that being young is sometimes less fun than being dead. Yeah. We're, we're all worried. We're all in pain. That just comes with having eyes and having ears. But just remember one thing. It can't get any worse. It can only get better. Mm-hmm. High school is the bottom. Being a teenager sucks. But that's the point. Surviving it, is yeah. the whole point. Yeah. Quitting is not going to make you stronger. Living will. So just hang on and hang in there. Like That's a great that's a great monologue right there, no doubt. You know. I I think the question I have for you um and and I understand, you know, it's a movie and we wouldn't have much of a movie if the, depending on the answer here, but like do you think cuz remember he says I I forget if it's when he said that piece or if it's a different piece. But he says a very short piece. He's like, all right, I'm done. Put a fork in me. Sayonara. And he signs off as if he's, he's like, done, done. Like, never coming back. Mm-hmm. Do you think he should have stayed off air? 
not for not from a movie perspective because it would have been a short movie. But I'm saying from like if this was real, you know. So, I think he would have stayed off the air. There would have been a. I think there would have been a longer conflict. I think he eventually would have had to come back. I think no matter what, he would have had to come back in order to, because he'll always find something to, you know, talk about. And sure. I think, I think that character on the whole, who at that point, not just movie wise, but character development, hadn't broken out of his shell. You know what I'm yeah. saying? He would, yeah, so he was still, yeah. He had to get to a point in order to be able to speak live. You know, the the Harry persona and the Mark persona had to become one so he could give one last hurrah in front of people. That was the whole point. And by the way, thank fuck Christian Slater's good looking. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like, like he's shy, and he but he like he's got a great fucking hairline. Like the the you know they he kind of slouched his shoulders and he put on glasses. That's really the and he was painfully shy. But it could have been fucking like if he was an ugly motherfucker, then I'd believe it. You know what I'm saying? Like there's this movie. Bear with me. There's this movie called The Fault in, in Their Stars or something. It's based on a book. It's a super super fucking teen angsty fucking melodramatic movie that came out like circa 2011, 2012, something like that, 2014. And it's, it's about this young girl, this teenage girl who fucking has cancer or some death illness or blah, blah, 2014. Blah. Okay. Thank you. And she fucking is in a cancer support group and she's sitting and across from her in the fucking circle of death or dying <laughs> is Ansel Elgort, the actor who fuck that guy. <laughs> um, he he's been he's been like outed as like being kind of racist. Like, oh, like, really? And, okay, I hadn't like, heard. Yeah, when he's and when he says the n word, he doesn't do the ga version. Let's put right, it that way. Right, right. I follow. I follow. Okay. Um, th- I like my girlfriend at the time <clears throat> was such a fan of this book. And was like, I really want to see this. I've been really wanting to see this movie. I'm like, okay, sure, I'll go see this movie. I fucking had such a bitch fit because when they first introduced the two romantic leads, he's staring at her, smiling from across the circle. And she's like all shy and bashful and like, oh, he's looking at me. And I'm like, yeah, that only works because he's good looking. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, th- if that, I not just... was doing that shit, like fuck, if we're both dying, if I'm smirking and smiling and looking and staring at a so, beautiful teenager, they would say I need to call the cops. So I, I, I have, I, I can tell a story, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna hide the names as best as I can because it, I, I don't know that these people would want their names associated with the story. But when I was working at Goody, I was friends with the the store supervisor the store manager and we had another employee that he was friends with he this person and i were acquaintances the best but no there's no bad blood or whatever but just acquaintances the best and he looked not to be rude to him but he's a he's a short fat guy that doesn't you know it seemed like he showered a couple times a week, but not every day or whatever, you know, like he did, but he's, he's, the point is that like, but he's very, um, to his credit, very, uh, ha- has no fear. 
Like, he has no problem walking up to, like, the hottest girl in the room being like, yo, what's up? I'm so-and-so, and, you know, we should talk. And most of the time, the reaction's like, it would get away from me because he's, you know, short and fat. And, yeah, apparently confidence isn't fucking key is what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, I mean, I used to have it, and I lost it for reasons that aren't worth getting into. But the the point is that, like, you know, it got to the point where, like, and sometimes he was just friendly, but he'd be overly friendly. And I don't mean, like, touchy-feely overly friendly, but just, just over-exerting. Like, hey, how you doing? And let me get that for you. And let me help you with that. You know, that, that kind of stuff, right? And some of the the girls in the store who worked there would go and complain to the manager about him because of that, like, over-the-top, you know, and and it used to piss the guy off, the the store manager, not at them. He he would take it seriously and deal with it and do his thing, you know, what he should do. But he would talk to me as his friend and be like, dude, that pisses me off because if he looked like Brad Pitt, they wouldn't be complaining. You know what I mean? And it's the it same, is a, yeah, it's it is the same concept. A little bit. Yeah. yeah, it's a double standard. And for someone, not for nothing, who kind of looks like how you describe this guy. Well, I wasn't trying to. That's not what I no, was. No, 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 but I'm <laughs> okay. telling you, like, I totally understand. Yeah. And I I try to be nice to people. Like, and I try to be like, hey, how are you? And, you know, you, and I try to make people laugh. I try to make people feel good about themselves. And I've had that happen, like, almost exactly the same thing, where I'm yeah. like, like, I, there's never, and it's not, we're not saying all women, and we're not no. saying all men. No. It's just in this context, we've had experiences where it's like you like you don't know as as a guy who looks the way I do, I got fucking lucky that I have Stephanie. I actually am very fucking lucky that I've had as many girlfriends as I've had in the, in the years as much as I bitch and complain about it. <laughs> That's not the point. Right. You know, when you try to be genuine and nice and they say, oh, you just try to fuck me. Well. I mean, isn't that what we're all here on this fucking planet? But that's no, I was just trying to be nice to you. Right. Right. Yeah. Like we're all trying to fuck each other in some way or another. Right. But I was literally just like holding the door. Like I literally have had a woman like like I've held the door open, you know, I'm like, here you go. Just sure. be nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not because you're a woman, but because you're a human fucking being. And right. It takes five seconds of me uh, with minimal effort to just be nice. And I had and this was in fucking high school and I was holding up like open. I was holding up like the cafeteria door or some shit. And I was like maybe 14 and the, and it was a girl I didn't know. And we had never like unbeknownst to me, we had never said anything, but she already had an opinion about me, Sure, but I had no opinion of her. And she said, you know, I'm my own woman. I can hold that door open myself. Like, what a fucking way to like start a weird conversation, right? See, I, at that point, I would have been a, like, "I'm a big fucking feminist," so I'm like, uh, at that point, I would have been like, "Okay," and just let go of the door, <laughs> you know? Well, I, but I was, and I more or less did that, but at that point, she had already crossed through. Oh, sure, sure. And 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 I just said, "Excuse me," and she said, "You heard me." Like, I don't need no man open my door, and I'm like, "I, I, okay, but." Like, I'm just trying fuck you, bitch. Like, it, I, I was so stammering. I'm like, right, right. I can't believe I'm being chastised for being something for doing something nice. Look, we went on a whole other tangent. The whole point of it is that Christian Slater got lucky. Christian Slater's character, Mark, is fucking lucky that he's good looking. Sure. If he was a guy who looked like me, 
that would have been an interesting, more interesting angle to be like, this is a dude who doesn't have confidence and not because he's shy, but because he's fat, short and kind of ugly, sure. you know? Yeah. But he but he is a voice of a generation. And that's how you make it really interesting where like the teenagers who bully the fuck out of someone like that, the jocks, the weirdos, and they say, Well, there's fucking, you know, fat fuck Freddy, you know, he's he's a whiny little fuck, he's a nerd, fuck him. And then they realize, holy shit, the person we've been bullying has been the one who's been making us laugh and inspiring us. That's what I would do. If I was making this fucking movie, I'd be like, I, you take the worst piece of shit, the most unpopular little fuck, and make him challenge everyone's expectations of him. Yeah. Because that that was the other thing that like no one talks about is that you do see clicks throughout this film, but they all fucking they all are they all rise together. They abolish the click system. The yeah. weirdos are hanging with the jocks. The nerds are hanging with the jocks. The fucking well, and, and I was uh, just gonna bring up something to that point. Like you were talking about the who should have been like if you were making it, who would who who would have played Harry? Yeah. But I did find interesting that something they actually did do in the film that I thought was kind of interesting was that the kid that was distributing the tapes was like you're describing. Like and nobody yeah. cared. They weren't like, oh fucker, just they weren't stealing his tapes. Cause they could have been easily like the jocks coming over and just knocking him over and stealing a tape and walking away. And they totally were like, no dude, here's your five bucks. Like yeah. you know No one cares like it's just like you, you don't judge the drug dealer that gives you drugs. You're just like, thank you for being in business. Yeah, true. You know? Yeah. You know, you're not like, oh well my drug dealer is tall and skinny and good looking. Your drug dealer is short, fat, and ugly, and smells like a fucking you know foot, like, but yeah, like Hamas, you know, fucking you know, curried bullshit or something. <laughs> yeah, you know, you don't judge when you're getting a product unless like it's you're at McDonald's and the motherfucker is like, uh, you know, is smelly and greasy and has pimples over his face, which is every McDonald's, <clears> you know, <throat> you want them to fry fucking French fries, they're gonna get their skin all fucked up. Sorry. That's the fucking trade-off. They fuck up their skin for you to have salty french fries. I'm just saying, you get a fucking fucked up... You know what, you know what I'm saying? If you're going to remake fucking... If you're going to remake Pump Up the Volume, you have me fucking play the goddamn Mark role. I, I can't play a teenager. Not anymore. I couldn't play a teenager when I fucking was a teenager. But, you know, you, you have someone who, you know, is able to have a voice. But also looks like that voice does not match that description, you know. Yeah, I, John I mean, I, fucking Gacy looking motherfucker, and then and, a heart of gold, and then a voice of gold. And I get it. I mean, like I don't, you know, I, this is going to come across so much more arrogant than I intended to. But like, I, I, I don't. I, I mean, we make jokes, but I don't consider myself to be an ugly human being. I'm certainly not, you know, Brad Pitt. You're, but you're, like, you're not an ugly human being but, not at all. But I, 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 if if I had the ability to be on radio or podcast or whatever when I was in high school, when I was this character's age, I probably would have been that guy. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Because yeah. I, I, I was terrible at talking, especially especially females at school. Do you know what I mean? Like I was really bad at it. Like I could be friendly and hold the door, like you're talking about stuff like that. But I mean, like, right. hey, what's going on? You know what? It, no, 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 no. That rarely didn't happen for me. But you, you had know? girlfriends in high school, correct? I had a singular. How long did that last? If you don't mind me asking. Uh, almost two and a half years. Yeah. Okay, so you were fine. Well, I mean, from that perspective, sure, yeah. But I'm talking about the, you know, just 
but even but that that didn't kick in till the end of my sophomore year. So it was the last two years of my my high school experience. Right. So the first two years, yeah, not you, you, the, the year and a half you were looking. No, almost two years. I mean, it really was like we got together on the last day of sophomore year. Like with our our our, right. fir, our first day as an official couple was the last day. You you had a very good junior summer, is what you're saying? Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah. See, I had a high school girlfriend, but she didn't go to my high school, so I had that. So I was like, I was looking at fucking girls, but I wasn't really looking. Oh, well, we you weren't know, in all the same classes. I'm, I'm still not blind. <laughs> I'm not judging you, but I, I was very much like, once I have a girlfriend, I don't want to fucking look. No, Which no, is ironically honestly, when no, we no, all I, started to want to fucking like pay, like pay attention and be like, oh my God, someone fucks Rico? I, Holy shit, what's he got? I, I may I joke, but honestly, I used to be that way too. The blinders would come up and, you'd, you know, right. and yeah, and I wouldn't, I mean, I think it would be different if it was like, Watching like a someone on like a movie or something, you know what I mean? Like that's kind of different, you know. But you know, well, in terms I, of, I I I would stop watching porn. Like there was just no I, point. At that I, point. I, to be honest, I never did at that point in my life. So yeah, uh, yeah. But I well, I've been even why you're so high strung. Anyway, um, that said, you know, I I yeah, I hear you though. You know, I. Well, we didn't mean to go on a fucking like Holden Caulfield no. rant here, but like that's kind of like <laughs> I... the fucking point is that that was just amazingly enough. Mark or Harry, however you fucking sure. look at it, never fucking goes into this rant. This is a total fucking Harry rant that he would do. Mm-hmm. You know, what's the problem with fucking, you know, asking her off or blah, 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 blah. He never goes into the stereotypical DJ rant of a high schooler. He just says, fuck it. We're all fucked up. Yeah. Let's just try not to fuck up together. Yeah. I mean, and it, we were talking, you know, in that same regard, you were talking about the different clicks and stuff. And like, we were t- earlier talking about some of the, 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 how the opening and the ending are a little inconsistent or a little unclear, not even inconsistent, but unclear. And like another example of that is the blonde haired kid with the jean jacket and everything. Like, I thought he was a student. Like I like I thought he yeah. was just and apparently he was never a student while the film was actually happening. Right. He represented the fucking one of the kids that got booted. Pre um, pre film. But yeah. Which not for nothing, I just looked at it as like what if Billy Idol was in high school? <laughs> well, you know, yeah, but I'm saying like there's a sequence what what really confused me was there's the sequence in the towards the very beginning where yeah. uh Paige gets dropped off by her father. Mm-hmm. And he, this other dude that we're referring to, whose name is Maz, Maz is sitting in his car and stands up and goes, Hey, Paige, you know, let's go to a movie or something. He just shouts some stupid thing to her. He says something. Yeah, he's like misogynistic kind of bullshit. But yeah. yeah. I don't even think it was that misogynistic. I don't recall. He, I'm pretty sure he said something like, hey, you know, like fucking suck my dick or something. He said not that no. specifically, but yeah. it's not like, hey, you want to go for a movie? It's not that. He said it's something. In between. He said something off. And then and then she, and then the dad looks at him and he goes, hey, Mr. Page. But that to me said he was a student. And then you right. never see him again in the school until that sequence where he like shows up and wasn't supposed to be there with the like and the, gets the fucking s- punched out by the fucking. Teacher. No, that's that's later. I'm talking about the one where he shows up with the smoke grenade type things uh, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that sequence first. Then there's the one where he gets punched by the. I think he's basically the dean, the dean because you had you had the principal and then you had to, I, you had a you had a principal and dean scenario going on there. I so. thought that was a fucking like 
high school fucking coach is how I interpret him. No, I think he was like the dean of discipline or whatever. Honestly, I, I think that's who he was. Yeah. They they didn't explain anything nope. that happened to that fucking guy. No, nope. that's the thing. It's like this kind of had a, like a strong ending, but also really weak ending. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, like when what? First off, look, I, I I get that he was like the commissioner or whatever, but I didn't buy Mark's uh, father as a as a uh, a person of power at all. It, through it that didn't movie. even register to me that he was that until he like towards the end because or yep. like at the PTA meeting because it was like well yes they, they said something like he was an accountant or something no in, was, in no in yeah but then he also said you're right on the first time I watched it I'm a hundred percent with you I exact same moment as when it occurred to me oh shit that's who that is but then on the second watching when he's sitting there at the I think it's the first dinner scene that they have mm-hmm. together, he says something about, I'm the new commissioner of this this district. Like, he says that to his wife, and that's... But that only yeah. makes sense to me after having seen it the first time and seeing... You know what I mean? So, like, I'm with right. you. But he does actually reference it earlier in the film, it, but it's kind of, like, in passing, and it doesn't really, like, resonate, you know? So, yeah, they didn't, they didn't do a great job of setting... Like, the setting up of the, the story was not done well. You know, the setup. If you had shaved off maybe like a minute of Christian Slater jerking off on the air, you could actually have like cohesively yep. tightened this and explained it. And, and Jay, we're not saying we no. didn't like this movie. No, we, we, we clearly like this yeah. movie. Yeah. But you could have tightened it up a little bit, you know? Look, you could have tightened it up just like how Christian Slater's voice sounds like a tightened up fucking Jack Nicholson. What we're doing right now is what Jay loves about this show is we're we're going into it, we're analyzing it, we're we're tearing about parts of it, but we certainly, you know, we, we I think we and you said it again just now, but I think we've established pretty early on we both like this movie, and I will certainly watch this movie again despite the problems that we're pointing out here. But we wouldn't be doing Pot Askew if we didn't call out the good and the bad. You know, that's just the reality of it. That's what we do. You know, so. This this is the I found some dialogue. This is the closest thing, where as far as I'm concerned, that well, Mark says before before you get to that, I want to finish up the point we were making about the the father because mm-hmm. like even you were talking about the guy who punches the one kid, and you're like we don't ever know what happens to him, right? Like, right. but even the principal at one point's like he's like I'm suspending you, and the principal's like right. I mean she had, she says you can't do that, and he goes I just did, and like I didn't buy that for a fucking second like i know he no. means it but like he didn't sell it he didn't sell no, it well at all it was just kind of weak sauce like you're going to jail oh yeah prove it he's just like well i will <laughs> <laughs> boo, 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 boo. you know like that's because it's all it's almost like that it's almost it, like yeah you want me you want me to do it for you if you I'll, want I'll, that I'll, yeah all right so You've been suspended, boo-boo. It's like, yeah, no, I'm not. You can't do that. Yes, I can, boo-boo. I mean, that's kind of what it was. It was It was really a weird, like, dialogue back and forth. I'm trying to find out where the fuck Mark <clears throat> found his balls to, like, fucking be, like... Mom. <laughs> you just said, like, where did Mark find his balls? Mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so here here's what it is. Because if you argue that Mark and Harry are two separate personas, sure. Harry's from the mom's side, Mark is from the oh, dad's side. Oh, for sure. Side. For sure. I I can't argue that, sure. Yeah. Fucking what the fuck. All right, but 
here. Um, in real life, I could be that anonymous nerd sitting across from you in chem lab, staring at you so hard. Mm-hmm. Then when you turn around, he tries to smile, but the smile just comes out all wrong. You just think, how pathetic. Then he looks away and never and never looks back at you again. That's the closest he comes to what our little our little rant fucking was. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, did you want to talk about Arizona specifically? A little you bit, said- yeah. A little bit because I found it really interesting what they did. First off, they 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 made a fictional um, they made a fictional place out of two places that actually exist in suburbs of Phoenix, which are really interesting because I've been to both mm-hmm. from when I lived out there. They 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 merged Paradise Valley with Fairless Hills, and that's how you get Paradise Hills, Arizona. Okay, I'll take your word. For yeah, it. it just really it was really just interesting. But I mean, like the. You know, so the whole, you know, spoilers, people, the whole film is actually shot in California. The whole film is what I read was the whole film was shot in California. But having spent some time in SoCal and when I say SoCal, I don't mean like we're steps from I mean, like so SoCal, like San Diego, um, the poorer parts of San Diego, like La Jolla, uh, look very similar to parts of Phoenix. So mm-hmm. it, it was it, they were able to sell it. Um, apparently, though, that strip mall was real where the postal place was was real. Like they actually just they just, I guess, contracted out to use that postal place for that scene mm-hmm. where he goes to get some mail. And that chiropractor is real and apparently still in business. So go go figure that. Um, but I not that that's a huge. But anyway, it was just really interesting that it, it had it definitely had a California um Phoenix vibe to it for sure. It, mm-hmm. it, 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 um, I don't know why they particularly chose that area versus anywhere else of the country. That I can't really speak to, but yeah, I think they were just. I don't. I don't. I don't know. It, it was weird how they were just trying to do like, quote unquote, the most suburban area. Um, I don't know. Maybe they just didn't want. You know, they just want a really all white fucking school for some reason because I don't. I don't know. Like it's weird. I didn't see. I saw one Asian kid in that whole fucking movie. There was one black kid too. One black kid, yeah. one Asian kid. And there was one fucking Hispanic kid named Luis Gutierrez Chavez. or something. The, Chavez. Luis Chavez, the yeah. dude who got expelled at the very beginning for no fucking reason apart from the fact that he's Hispanic. So that's the interesting thing they're talking about, like minorities being expelled from the principal, but they don't fucking really dive into it. They just made an all white school for the sake of making an all white school. That right. principal was fucking Hitler. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's really kind of interesting to me how they, yeah, where where her logic was with that, and and the guy who was kind of, um, uh, her right her right hand man who was who was like this dean of discipline, and and never once where they're like, hey, the principal's fucking racist as shit. Well, I think that one teacher by the end, the, the the woman who ends up getting fired kind of is, I mean, she never says those words, but yeah, that's essentially like, that's why she's like, no, you need to see this, you know, showing it to the, to the, the, you know, no nuts commissioner because he's gotten on, but you know. Daddy no nuts. Daddy no nuts. Yeah. So, um, Movie didn't the movie didn't do very well either from no. what I was reading. Um, it's it's one of those cult classic type films. I feel like you know for I, sure. I think it was like it was like Heather's and Pump Up the Volume were like back to back, not commercially successful, but became like cult classics over the years. Yeah. Uh, 
and and really like honestly some great fucking christian center vehicles no you sure know, and i i would totally watch cuffs i think the premise is intriguing um do you know who the, but, do you know who this was supposed to be before christian wasn't their first choice for this. i think i read it but i don't remember who it was who you know what and it doesn't stun me but it, it was cusack it was john cusack yes i do remember that and honestly, like Christian Slater did fine. I'm not dogging on his performance in any capacity whatsoever. But I think John Cusack would have murdered this role if he had oh, he a chance. Yeah, absolutely would have killed it. Um, uh, and and again, I mean, Christian it, it, did fine. Like I don't. That's not like oh well, okay, well because you couldn't get John, you get no, no. I think he did fine. But you I, know. I think I think Christian Slater did a fantastic job. It's weird that he was chosen. Like Cusack absolutely makes sense, especially when you find out when you watch like High Fidelity years later, you're like, okay, that almost would have been like a that almost would have been like even though the characters would have been named differently, it would have been like a backdoor sequel to that film if Cusack had been Harry. Agreed, because it would have been basically what happened to him after you know. So well, which is why I kind of think maybe Cusack. That's why one of the reasons why Cusack did High Fidelity is like, oh fuck. Because whether the movie made money or not, I'm sure he went and saw it. I, I was a, kind of intrigued if, like, when actors turned out roles or they were rejected for roles, they go see the movie to see, like, oh, man, if I, I could have done that oh, sure. better. Sure, I'm sure. Yeah, but yeah, it's, yeah. I'm sure Cusack was like, motherfucker. I, next fucking movie that comes along where it's, like, me talking about, like, me bitching about shit and also has music, I'm doing it. Well, no, boom, he- High Fidelity showed up. High Fidelity, High Fidelity didn't just show up. He he helped write it. He helped produce it. He helped bring. He helped buy the the rights okay, well, to the book. Like yeah, he was he very involved. Was, he, again, nothing wrong with Christian Slater's performance. No, he, he's a weird choice for Christian Slater because because Christian Slater had just done Heather's and that was like oh, it was so perfect for fucking Heather's like this fucking psychopath little Jack. Look, not for nothing. Christian Slater looks like a psychopath. <laughs> he and in the same sense that Jack Nicholson looks like a psychopath. Well, you know, and it's interesting because like the reason John Cusack said no to it apparently was because he had just done say anything and didn't want to do another high school role. That's exactly why he didn't do it. Now, um, and I can see it too. But here's the thing: going back to the conversation we had earlier about you know if about looks, I'm not saying that John Cusack's an ugly dude, but like. He's a little more awkward than, say, Christian Slater, and I think would have pulled that, like, that would have made that a little mm-hmm. more, to your point, a little more believable with John Cusack walking around like that than, than Christian Slater, you know? Although, you know, Christian Slater is awkward looking as well. He's a fucking, you know, his eyebrows are beyond on fleek. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I wasn't really paying attention to his eyebrows, but sure, oh, you know. dude, Christian Slater's got, there's a rumor that, like, actually, I don't know if it's been confirmed or not, but, like, apparently was so into Star Trek as a kid that he dressed up as Spock for Halloween but shaved his eyebrows and they never grew back properly huh. normal. But I don't know if that's a rumor or if it's been proven, but fuck it. Either way, it's believable. Um, because he, he's been compared to Nicholson forever. Yeah, you, you've been for doing it as long as I've known years, and I'm sure before that even. So, yeah. Well, he based... JD and Heather's on Nicholson. We talked about that when we did. Uh, uh, I'm sure J- we did. I don't doubt that. Yeah. And he and and he even wrote to Nicholson, be like, "Yeah, I, I kind of want to base this character on your on your on you." And Nicholson didn't write back. He's like, "Well, I guess I'm going to do it anyways because that's what Jack Nicholson would do. He would just ignore." <laughs> you know, <laughs> I do not. I mean, I really don't have a whole lot more to say about this apart from 
where in the fuck does Seth Green come from? Yeah, right. Like, that dude was everywhere in the, you know, 90s and shit. Like, what the fuck? Like, he, yeah. It, fucking mullet and all. That was the weirder part. I'm like, is that Seth Green with a fucking mullet? And it is. Yeah, it's, in the movie, I'm thinking of he has long hair, but it's not a mullet. It's just long hair. But, yeah. Mm, it looks like a mullet. No, no, I mean, no, no. I'm talking about in another movie that I'm thinking of, oh. he has long hair, but it's not a mullet. Yes. The thing that you're that in this, it's it's a it's a class two mullet for sure. So, yeah. yeah. Class two. Oh, no, there's there, there's different classes than mullets. Do we need to break into the mullet classes? Because I can do it. There, there's. Well, what was my mullet in, in fucking uh, Space, a, Space A coming? You had a class one mullet. That was a class one mullet. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. If I if I recall my mullet classes, you had a class one mullet. Yeah. I, okay. There's there's four. I, I believe it's four. Four there's classes. Four classes of mullets? Uh-huh. Okay. What was Mel Gibson's in Lethal Weapon? I'm trying to remember. That's not a. That's not three lethal weapons. That's that's like a. No, I know there's three. Thank you. I'm aware of lethal weapon. I'm no, no, because in the fourth one he doesn't have a mullet. Right. I'm trying to. His his is. I think that's a class class three or class four mullet. I'd have to look them up again. But yeah. This this conversation got even weirder. (laughs) Just saying, dude. Um. Uh, as we talked about, it's not. It, it wasn't very popular at the time, but now on Rotten Tomatoes, this movie's at eighty-one percent. So that gives you an it's, idea, you know. It's a decent flick. Um, yeah. I one little bit of trivia: Christian Slater got actually like, fit, like actually ill from yep. all the smoking that's required him to fucking do in the film. I didn't, which didn't he ultimately become a smoker? Like at some point, I thought he already was a smoker. That's <laughs> why I was like, "What you, you pussy? What are you doing?" <laughs> right. Um. Like, the thing no, I found in, method. The thing that I found interesting about it was that he actually he couldn't actually drive in the jeep scene because his mm-hmm. actual license was suspended, and so they actually That's rewrote. Funny. They actually rewrote the script. Well, no, it's not funny because he got it for DUIs. But yeah, he, no, but it's funny in the sense of like he fucking had DUIs, which is not funny. So he actually couldn't drive on screen. He had to, they had to write a whole thing about you know fucking Nora uh, driving. Nora. So yeah, so she could drive the jeep. But he wasn't up like as he was, he couldn't handle the excessive smoking. Like yep. you went to you you have a DUI you have excessive DUIs for them to take <laughs> your fucking license away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you got a little too lightheaded for like smoking marble lights of all things. Was it lights? I didn't remember. I'm yes, not. I'm not saying it wasn't. I didn't, I just don't remember. There, there. I could tell because the filter was all white. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I I found a great quote to end this episode on. And if you, if you and I edit, if you edit this the way I think you're going to, <laughs> like you'll think you'll think of like like we'll talk about this off air of what my intentions are, but I don't want to say it on the air and ruin the fucking thing. So now I got to add all that the- out. So thank you. No, 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 it's fine. This is how this is us explaining that we're going to explain how the fucking sausage is made, but you're not gonna know. You're not gonna see how the sausage is made. <laughs> All right. So, did you have anything else you want to say before I close? I, this I no. I I think I the, the only thing I think I'd like to say, and this is more of a generic thing, is you know, Jay, thank you for suggesting this movie. In all seriousness, I think it was it was worth the watch. It was a great suggestion on your part, and also thank you to the the audience as a whole for hopefully having listened to 150 times of us doing this and you know hopefully you'll hang around for another 150 at least so thank you to all you for that 
I I wholeheartedly concur, and that leads, and that actually is more or less kind of what I'm about to say. So, I am everywhere. I am inside each and every single one of you. Just look in. I will be there waving out at you naked, wearing only a cock ring. <laughs> wow, time flies when you're on the run. I'm going to cut out now with this unusual song I'm dedicating to an unusual person who makes me feel kind of unusual. CJ here with a few thank yous to let you know how you can get in touch with and follow the show and us. Listen to us on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you find your podcast. Please don't forget to rate and comment. If you want to agree with or yell at us, you can do it live. That's right. Rico and I put ourselves on a weekly live stream called Getting Vocal with Potaskew every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern, 5 to 7 p.m. Pacific at getvocal.com slash potaskew. That's www.getvokl.com slash potaskew, where we discuss various topics from past and present shows and even sometimes play games. If you can't or don't want to join us live, you can follow Rico, me, and the show on Twitter. The show is at Podeskew, Rico is at Rance Rico, and I'm at M underscore Blade. We want to thank logo designer and show friend Mike for his work on our wonderful logo. You can contact him for artwork via email at logomike80 at gmail.com. That's logomike80 at gmail.com. Thank you to Samuel Lemons for all original music on the show, especially our theme music. You can find Sam on Twitter at Samuel Lemons and his music on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Samuel Lemons. Finally, our biggest thank you is to you, everyone, for listening. Rico and I really appreciate your time and look forward to bringing you another episode soon. Oh, no. Not again. The creature stirs. Oh, God, I think it's going to be a gusher. This is the sixth time in an hour. Oh, God. See, I have to take care of it. Or else I'm going to explode. Just excuse me while I, uh, while I, while I, uh, uh. Oh, series that's got all the buzz. You have power I have never felt before. Critics are calling it unbelievably charming. Captivating. A delight to watch. Casey Walpole couldn't be more perfect as Naomi. You ready? The question is, are you ready? Get ready to see why. I don't know what is happening to me. Are you a superhero? Superheroes aren't real. What if they are? Naomi. All new tonight on The CW. Tonight at 9, only on DCW 50. Washington CW.